All right, we are live. We are on the campus of UNLV as the room gets quiet in anticipation of Barry Odom and Eric Harper speaking. Yeah, it's a UNLV football press conference, the hire of a new coach. Marcus Arroyo relieved of his duties last Monday. It took a whole eight and a half days to name a new coach. That's not long. Um, so they're good to go. They are walking in now. Looks like uh, Barry Odom's family is uh, walking in, along with the coach, some other UNLV administrators. John Von Sobel is here. John, what's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing. I'm excited. I, I feel like this, there's a lot of energy in this room right now. A lot of people excited to hear from Odom and uh, a lot of fancily dressed folks as well. Yeah, so Eric Harper walks in. Barry Odom walks in. For folks who don't know of Barry Odom, former Missouri coach, Former Missouri player as well was a linebacker, 95 to 99. He looks like a linebacker. Eric Harper, the athletic director, is here as well. He played his football at Kansas State, so uh, press conference should start here in just a second. We'll have a feed of it, and then we will react with uh, guest spots from the coach and Eric Harper and others. Caleb Herring is along with us as well. President Whitfield is up on the stage and sports information director for the football program, Mark Wallington is here as ESPN Las Vegas is on the scene. We'll throw it to Welcome you, Mark everybody. Thanks for coming out this morning for a big day at UNLV. Um, here's how, uh, remind everyone to silence our cell phones now. We are live on the internet. Um, here's how we're gonna do it. Um, uh, we're gonna have President Whitfield make his comments, uh, Athletic Director Eric Harper make his comments, and they'll introduce the coach, he'll make his comments, and then we'll move to Q&A with the media. Uh, we do have a microphone to give you for your questions. Please wait for the microphone, and please only the media with questions today. We have a lot of friends and family, but it's still a media press conference, so I appreciate that. So, without further ado, we're gonna introduce President Keith E. Whitfield. Thank you. Well, good morning. Good morning. There we go. I like that. It is good to be in the house with all these rebels. Um, you know, it is, it's so interesting in my time here so far, um, I have learned that presidents know only so much about athletics. You can be a fan, but you only understand so much. And when you start trying to figure out what you need to know, to be able to make smart decisions about leadership. Um, it is, <laughs> it, the, the learning curve is steep, there's a lot to learn. Uh, I am just very lucky and very blessed that I've got the best athletic director in the country. Uh, and he really had conversations with me and we talked about um, not so much about the X's and O's, which he knows very well, um, but was more about leadership, was more about community. I think you might have heard this from me a couple of times. My big thing is, is that we are the rebel community. We are part of Vegas. We are part of Southern Nevada. We're part of this great state. And that we're an important part of that state. But that we need to be able to embrace every element of it and everyone who we bring here has to embrace that as well. I think we found that in our new football coach. And it was not done without deep thought, contemplation, a national search where lots of people understand this is the place to be. 
But we were able to find what I believe is the absolute perfect fit and an outstanding leader. What I have been impressed in a very, very short period of time is first and foremost that he is a fantastic family man with a beautiful wife, um, two strapping sons, both play football. We're going to look at that too. <laughs> and a dancer extraordinaire that we may have to try to keep off of the strip uh, doing uh, flamingo dances or whatever. We're going we're gonna to keep you straight. But see, that's a piece of it. That's a piece of what makes a great coach. That's what makes a part of coming to and being a part of the Rebel family. And so I am very excited that Coach Odom uh, actually accepted the offer and is going to be joining us. Um, it's so interesting. I've, I, I actually went to a Raiders game last Sunday. And rather than sitting up in my little crazy perch, I was down with the people. And I was listening to fans. And I was thinking, it's so interesting of how we come together around something that's a game. It's a game. Let's be serious. It's a game. But it's something that can help galvanize us as a community. It's something that brings us spirit and heart about our university. And again, in the short period of time, I've been so impressed that Coach Odom gets that. Coach Odom wants to lead us to that. And, and not just to be here, but to be here and to win. And yeah, be here is good, but winning is good too. We like that. So um, I'm very excited to have him join the, the Rebel family. And next up to share some words uh, is our esteemed athletic director, Eric Harper. Thank you, Dr. Whitfield. <clears throat> Almost stepped off the stage. We got a trainer in the house. Um, good morning. Welcome to the UNLV TAM Alumni Center. Before I get started talking about the person you're here to meet, I want to first thank a few people that have been so supportive, <clears throat> excuse me, through this process of searching for our new head football coach to lead a Rebel football program. <clears throat> you guys know I'm a crier. Uh, so with this first one, uh, I just want to thank my wife, Patrice. Your love and support. <laughs> you're my rock. You're my best friend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Honey, I couldn't do this without you. I love you. Now, the crying's over. <laughs> uh, I can't th thank Dr. Whitfield enough for his support and commitment to UNLV Athletics. Uh, first president to shoot the t-shirt cannon. You can do the research. He is. Uh, he has been a leader and a supporter of our vision for our department. This university is lucky to have such a great person at the helm. Thank you, Dr. Whitfield. Uh, I would like to thank the entire staff for their support and commitment to excellence and the student-athlete experience. I want to give a special thanks to Mike Ketchum, our Deputy Athletic Director for External, Eric Nepomuceno, Deputy AD Chief Operating Officer, Patrick Seiko, Senior Associate AD for Development, and the lady to get all the paperwork through for us, Teresa Downey, Director of Human Resources. Thank you all for your support and help. <clears throat> I would also like to thank Elder Sadu from our Office of General Counsel. As you know, we have to have the legal reading all those documents, along with her team for helping get us across the goal line. Thank you, Elder. 
before I go any further, are there any regents in the house uh, today? I want to make sure we recognize the regents. Regent Perkins, thank you for being here. I want to thank you to all donors, season ticket holders, the media in attendance. We appreciate you being here today. We really appreciate you being here today in support of our new head football coach. Now for the man you all came here to see and hear from today. When we started this search, I knew, I knew that we needed a new coach that would, you, that would be fired up about being a rebel through and through. We wanted someone who would make sure our student athletes in the program get better mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially while connecting with our community and campus in a way like never seen at UNLV. There was an enormous amount of interest in this position. We live in the entertainment and sports capital of the world and are looking to be a leader in the sports industry in Las Vegas. We set out looking for a coach who would develop the young men in our program as players in preparation for life after sport. I know we have found that coach who would de develop their talents, mentor them, provide them with values <coughs> for the rest of their lives. Coach Barry Odom and I met years ago when I was at a previous stop, and I've watched his career ever since. He has shown the ability to lead and build a program in some of the toughest times without compromising his values and his beliefs. As you get to know Coach Odom, you will see a family man with a set of values that will lead the Rebel football program to new heights. I look forward to a long, successful working relationship with Coach Odom. Without delay, please help me welcome the new head football coach of UNLV, Barry Odom. Wow, it's uh, so tremendous to be here, and, and uh, for the first time publicly, I can say, go Rebels. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, so excited to be here. I, I look a, a, around the room and overwhelmed with uh, excitement, with, with joy, with, with extreme enthusiasm uh, to be in Las Vegas and to be part of this community, to be part of this wonderful institution. I want to give thanks to, to President Whitfield on uh, his part in the search. And we had a long uh, conversation, and I knew immediately, because I've had even longer conversation with Athletics Director Eric Harper and his administrative team, and I knew once I had a chance to visit in deep uh, with, with Harp that the alignment and the vision was there. And not only what I saw from before I 
entered into the process on what this university is and can be and will be, along with the community and the city of Las Vegas, it's an elite opportunity. And I want to thank them for how the process went. Uh, very, very professional. You should be proud of these two uh, men and their teams on the way that the process happened or the way that it went and the values that they stand for in running what a, a wonderful place and, and a university. My family in the crowd, uh, Tia, JT, Garrett, and Anna, uh, they have been by my side and very supportive. And uh, they're thrilled uh, to be here today. They, they, they got in yesterday with me and then they've spent the night and will be here all day today and then uh, go back to, to Fayetteville for, for some time. But they've felt overwhelmed with the welcome uh, of, of this city and university. And when you look around and you think of things and how they're done and how they play out, it's been done the right way, very professional and at an elite level. And I thank everyone that's been involved for that because it's made this very seamless transition uh, for us up to this point. I'm very thankful for that. I also look around and I, I didn't know what I was walking into today, uh, but the support and the things and the way that they're done and the plan shows that the vision is of championship level and the vision of what we're going to get accomplished is at a, a championship level every which way that you turn. There's a plan, there's an organization, and when you have alignment in those areas, you will achieve great success and it will be done in very short order. The game of football is special, okay? I've got a chance to be an educator and a teacher for, for my players and my student athletes. The game also brings us together in ways that you never know will happen. It really doesn't matter where you're from or how you get there, but God places us in the position that we're supposed to be at the right time. And I shared a locker room with a guy and I look in and I walk in and there's a former player and student athlete and teammate of mine, Pat Duffy. Had no clue he was gonna be here. And then I look in the back in the room, Bob Lattenville's in the back of the room. He's been a lifelong friend for 25 years. We were all brought together by the game of football and the connectiveness that we have and the way that we will uh, run our program is built on relationships, it's built on trust, it's built on honesty, self-accountability, love and mentorship. I look at the community involvement that we get a chance to have with this great city and that is at the forefront for me. I've got to make the Rebel team, it's got to make it our team. I've got to make it the city's team and I look forward to having a chance. I met how many community members last night at the, the College Football Foundation uh, event and what a wonderful event that was. But you can see and you can feel the excitement for UNLV. You can see and feel the excitement for the city and you can see and feel the excitement because of the leadership team that we have. The beautiful campus will be uh, an electric area to recruit student athletes to. And then recruiting the city and the involvement, our family can't wait to be involved in the city and make sure that that is at the, at the forefront of our thoughts. Everywhere that we've had a chance to be, We've been very fortunate to be around good people. And I would say this up to this point, that the experiences that we had and have had up to this point sets the standard on the way that those relationships go and the way it should be done. We're so thrilled uh, to be here and be part of this organization. I've had a chance this morning, I met with our football team, with our guys, and I'm seeing a couple of them now here in the second row and the third row. And that means a lot to me that you're here. I know you've got a million things going on and I've already met with a couple of you guys this morning, but I was able to address the team yesterday afternoon at 2.30. And number one, they were all on time and early. 
Okay, they were very attentive. I think they're a hungry football team that's looking for leadership and guidance. And it seems to me at this point, we've got a connective vision on how this is going to get started on building the foundational approach for us to go win championships. You look at the city and it's built on opportunity. And this is what the foundation on how we're going to build our football team and our football program on the opportunity to go achieve success socially, academically, spiritually, and athletically. It's my job to create a staff and an environment that provides our student athletes with success in every one of those areas. We've got a foundational blueprint plan to make sure that we achieve those things and I'm going to be by their side every step of the way. It's my job as a teacher and a mentor to take their skill set in every area, develop them, grow them, and then help them achieve success for the next 50 years of their life. That's the reason that I'm in college coaching. I've got a passion and an energy for developing a team and bringing the best out of every one of them and making sure that we get a staff around them that's built on the same values and the same concepts of helping our young men achieve great success. I think you look at life and it's a life full of experiences and opportunities. And I think that my path has taken a lot of different routes and a lot of different roles. I've had the opportunities to win championships. I've had the opportunities to build programs from the ground up. And I look forward to applying all of those experiences and opportunities here with Rebel Nation. The scarlet and gray, it means a lot to me. In very short order, I look around and it's electric in the way that the, the city backs the university. You drive on campus and you can feel it. I can't wait to recruit to this uh, city. I can't wait to recruit to this educational institution. And I can't wait to recruit premium student athletes that want to be at UNLV and win championships together. You're going to hear me talk about a lot about family and about culture and about habits and about details and about outworking people and about toughness and about discipline and about all the things that our brand is going to be and what our DNA becomes. I've got a chance to meet, as I said, with our student athletes. That's going to ongo today. I think the most important part for me at this point is community involvement, is recruiting the city and making sure that they know UNLV football is where you're supposed to go when you're a great student athlete in the city of Las Vegas. I'm going to make sure that we make our point very loud and clear with those facts. I'm excited. My family is excited. I'm thankful, honored, humbled to be in this position to be your next head football coach. I will pour my soul into making sure that we do the things the right way. We do them at an elite level, and I give our football team the chance to be successful in every single area. And I want to thank you so much for being here. Go Rebels. Barry, Sam Gordon here, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, first and foremost, right here, uh, welcome to Las Vegas. Um, congratulations. Awesome. Um, sustained winning hasn't happened here at, at UNLV. Just what is your what is your vision of, of building a sustained uh, program that can win over a long period of time? Yeah, thank you for great to meet you, and thank you for the question. Um, you look at, at at the world of college football and, and 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 college sports in general, and how do you sustain success? 
I think that's done in a number of different ways. It starts with the current team that we have. And I talked to those guys yesterday at 2.30. Everybody in that room, I need them to stay. Okay, that's important, okay, because they're the core foundation of what our program is going to be. The next part of that goes into the recruiting and the identification of kids and young men that can come in and want to be here, but also have the values and the characteristics that are going to fit to what this culture is of our team. And then it's a process of every single day on pouring into your student athletes. You've got to pour into it and continue to build the culture every day. It doesn't ever stop. Growth never stops, and that's the thing that you've got to continue to do it with consistency, and the message has got to be clear and directive on how. These are our goals. These are how we're going to get there. And then you've got to also set the expectations that we're going to go win championships, and we're not going to back away from that. That's the goal. That's the vision. We want to be the best. Here's the blueprint on how we're going to go do it. Let's lock arms together, and let's go get it done. Andy Amash, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Barry, why was this move um, right for you at this time? Yeah, Andy, thanks for the question. And, and I think that that is one that um, when I saw the job came open, um, number one, I knew that it was a job that I would have great interest in. And it starts with the leadership of Eric Harper because I believe in him. I've known and, you know, from a distance we met years ago, but I've also seen what he's done and what he's done in short order at UNLV. And I know what he stands for as a man, as a person, and as a leader. So number one, that was the attraction initially. Number two, um, this story may get me in a little bit of trouble, but I'll go ahead and tell it now that I'm already telling the story. <laughs> I was um, here this past spring in the city recruiting, and I just left one of the local high schools who has tremendous talent and great players, like the city does in a lot of different spots. And I knew that I had to make a flight at a certain time, and I took a wrong turn, and now it ended up being a right turn, because I ended up on campus, and I looked at my watch, I thought, you know what, I've got, I've got time, I can make this work. I said, I just want to drive by their football facility, because I had heard that we had just built uh, a, new, a new facility. So I pulled into the parking lot, there weren't many cars around, I found an open door. I went in, I made it in the front lobby, and then I walked around and I made it in the weight room. Number one, very impressive. That showed me the energy, the support, and the things that are needed to win at a high level. I made it all the way up to the second floor and made it down the hallway before somebody recognized I wasn't supposed to be there <laughs> and was asked pretty quickly to leave. But I was able to get a vision on what it was matched with what the leadership is and I knew when the job came open, I was going all in to try to get this job because I believe in opportunity. I believe in the leadership. I believe in the conference. I believe in the footprint of recruiting. And there's only one Vegas in the world. Let's go make it special. Hey, Coach. Um, Ed Graney, Review Journal. Uh, I'm sorry, what's your name? Ed Graney, Review Journal. In 2022, okay. the portal is so important, mm -hmm. obviously, and as a recruiter, you know that. Can you talk about the strategy strategically with the portal? Yeah, I think, you know, and it's all happened overnight for us, you know, the portal and the ability for student athletes um, to have the, those opportunities. I think, number one, it's an educational piece that we really have to be smart and look at the big picture on how it affects college athletics. 
okay, directly, how does it affect our team? That was one of my first messages yesterday at 2.30, is I needed everybody in that room to stay, okay? That, that's what we need. You also look at, in the reality of the game, over 1,000 entries on the first day that the portal opened up, okay? So it's affected the dynamics of how you recruit. It's affected what that looks like in the landscape. I firmly believe in building the team around the team that we currently have. That's my goal and my number one focus with this group. I also think in recruiting, there's got to be such a strategic force in recruiting high school student athletes, because right now that's getting lost a little bit. Okay? So there's a great focus on that, on getting high school kids in the program. You're able to develop them, grow them, and make sure that they understand they continue to build the culture of your team. I also, with the addition of the, the portal and the transfer, I think if there's an immediate need on your team, you've got to be select with that. I don't ever feel like you can get into the cycle of a one-year guy and done, and then you're back into the cycle again. But if there's an opportunity in that world to help our football team achieve great success early on, we'll be select with that. We'll make sure it fits and aligns with the culture of the team that we've got, and we'll try to be as active as we can. Uh, Ryan Gilder from the Rebel HD2. As a student here, welcome to Thanks. UNLV. Last year, UNLV don't want to get too much into X's and O's, but over the month of October on defense, they gave up over 40 points a game in each and every game. What is a coach is the adjustment to make over the offseason and throughout the season to get a defense to play good at the beginning, middle, and end of the season? Yeah, I think, I think it's uh, in, in the world of college football now, it's you know, the way the game is um, spread out. You've got to have great athletes on defense, and that, 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 that's a very elementary, basic statement. I get that. But the work on what does that look like, how can you be a tremendous teacher, number one, okay, to draw up a scheme that helps the, the skill set of your roster. Okay? It doesn't matter what zone blitz I can draw up from the field or the boundary. If I'm not a teacher uh, that can get our guys to grasp that, okay, then it really doesn't matter. So we've got a number one identify the skill set of our roster, make sure that we've got players in position, that we teach them and prepare them well enough throughout the week that they can go execute the game plan at a high level, and then they utilize, if the preparation is done correctly, then they utilize those skill sets so they can go play free and play fast. We've got to be aggressive on defense. We've got to be attacking. We've got to find the best athletes we can to get onto the field, and then you've got to be able to find a way to tackle in space, and that's difficult because in the game of football now, usually when you get started playing, in fifth grade or sixth grade or seventh grade, but mostly all the guys with, with skill set, they can catch the ball, they go to offense, and then they say, okay, all you other guys, you go over to defense, okay? That's the world that I've lived and I've chosen to live being a defensive coach. But I'm excited about building the skill and the defense on the roster that we have. I think that um, we'll take a very hard look at, at every area of our program and try to identify ways that we could get better and get better immediately. Coach Chris Matthews right here in the center, uh, C the CBS local affiliate here. Can you talk about the NILs and how that's kind of changed college football and, and really Las Vegas as a city, how that can play into benefiting you and, and the kids as well? Yeah, NIL is obviously uh, the way the rule was written, uh, name, image, and likeness, okay, the way that it was. And, and if you look at those three components, okay, number one, it's an educational piece, not only for me, for, for our current team, but it's an educational piece for the outside uh, world to see what does that really look like, okay? What does, what does NIL look like? How can we help our program continue to move forward, but also very strategically making sure you're not dividing the locker room, 
because the left guard gets certain NIL amount and then the starting receiver gets a different NIL amount, well, that could, that could cause a fraction if you're not careful. So it comes down again to education, to making sure that we understand how we want that to look for our program. And it will also, uh, in alignment with, with our athletics department on what that looks like for us. You know, I, when it first started, um, looking around and thinking about, well, how is this going to change? We, we've got to adjust our mindset a little bit on what that looks like because it's not going to go away. And it's done and used the right way. We'll be very, very competitive in that area. Hey, uh, to your right, uh, Mike Romala, Las Vegas Sun. Uh, is this a rebuilding situation, or do you feel this team could be positioned to win next year? I feel the urgency to win and win now. And I felt that yesterday uh, even stronger after meeting with a football team. I've got great uh, respect for, for Mr. Harper. We, we, sp we spoke in detail about uh, wanting to win and win now and our urgency to get that done. I, there's always, every year is a rebuild of a team. Okay? That doesn't mean it's a rebuild and not have success. My goal is to take this team and go win and win immediately. Coach, just one more on the, uh, the local recruiting and how important that is. Can you kind of circle back and talk a little bit more about the importance of that? I'm almost thinking I could probably line up 10 high school coaches today, and they would say they don't get much respect from UNLV. Well, I hope uh, to control that narrative because it's, it's my job uh, to make sure that we get the best players in the city of Las Vegas to stay home. And I've got to make sure that the connectedness that I have with the high school coaches, the openness to get them to practices, to understand the involvement that I want to have with their programs is so hugely important because we will thrive because of local kids. So it will be my charge along with my staff to make sure that they understand that this can be their, their team. I want it to be that way. I know that I've got work to do and I can't wait to get started with it. I've also, for the record, I've got a son, uh, oldest son, that he's making a college decision right now on where he's going to go. My youngest son is a sophomore uh, in, in high school that's a quarterback. So I've got to identify where he's going to school, too. So I'm going to get to know the high school coaches really, really well. <laughs> uh, back here again to your right, uh, over here. Um, was there anything? Uh, during your first uh, head coaching stint that you learned that you can apply toward this job that you think could uh, help you do a, a good job here? Absolutely. I think sitting in the seat of the head, cha uh, head coach's chair, it's unique, um, it's challenging, it's rewarding, it's all the things that, that you think would go along with it. It's also, I know that I'm a heck of a lot better coach today than I was a year ago and even fast forward that from five years ago. You learn from your opportunities. You learn from your successes. You learn from your failures and your setbacks. And then if you can remove the ego side of it, the self-evaluation and the way that you continue to advance as a coach and as a teacher and as a leader and as a mentor, you apply all those lessons. And that's what I've been able to do over the course of my career. And I'm excited to apply some of those things that I learned uh, from the first time as a head coach at the previous institution. 
Right here. Um, Barry, just what was this kind of coaching search experience like for you? When did they reach out to you, and how, how many times did you interview, stuff like that? Yeah, um, you're, you're talking specifically with UNLV, with this coaching search. Um, as soon as the job opened up and I learned that it was, was open, uh, I, I reached out uh, to Mr. Harper, and I reached out to him uh, just because I've got a lot of respect for him, and I knew what I thought this program could be, and I wanted to be considered for the opening. Um, from there, we've spent hours on the phone together, uh, spent hours in an interview setting, and um, from a timeline, I would say, of the searches that I've been a part of, as, as much respect as I can have as, as this search went, they, they hit a grand slam in every area on the way they handled business. Uh, Barry, just can you walk us through your um, philosophy in terms of your coaching staff, and is there a timetable when you want to have your staff um, complete? Yeah, I think that's, that's at the top of the list of, of being very urgent with that because our team needs direction. Um, they need leaders in the spots, even though they're about to leave town for, you know, for uh, holiday break. Uh, but I think it's important that I get everybody together recruiting, to get everybody together that the uh, building our, our DNA and our brand on what that's going to look like and making sure that we get the right people in the right spots. So I started uh, this morning with meetings with as many people in the building as I can. That's going to continue uh, to see if, if that aligns with, with how we're going to continue to move forward. I also know uh, one of my sons is holding my phone right now, and as I walked in, I've gone through over 500 text messages, and I've tried to clear them out, and then in the last two hours, I've got another 178. And majority of those are people that want to be here coaching because they understand what is about to take place here. They understand the leadership uh, with our athletic director and they understand the opportunity that's here at UNLV. We will find uh, folks that want to be here, that are determined to have success, that are great teachers, great leaders, great mentors, and there'll be tremendous coaches that will elevate our players' lives in every, every way that they can. Barry, beyond the city and everything you've talked about, and you said, did you watch the program from afar? What about football-wise? Did you look at it and say, this can be better than it was? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how uh, far or, or, or close we really are because I know there were some games this year that could have went either way. I look at, uh, in meeting with some of our players this morning um, and listening to them, you know, I'm, I have learned over time that, that I'm a pretty good listener. And they gave some things, you know, I met five different guys individually this morning, and some of the messages, and I don't think they even staged it on what they were going to talk about when they came in. They just talked openly about what they thought we were missing. And you listen to that, and then you, you put a plan together on how we could go fix that. Okay, the game of football is going to come down to winning in the fourth quarter. Okay, that's the, it, the margin of error is zero. We've got to be great on offense, protect the football and score points. We're going to be aggressive and all the components that go in playing really good defense on tackling, on coverage, on eliminating the explosive plays, we've got to be elite in special teams. That's got to be our X factor, and we've got to make huge grounds up in that area. And then all three of those things, you've got to be disciplined, you've got to be tough, and when it comes down to crunch time in the fourth quarter, our training and our habits have to be on full display. And if you do those things the right way, then the ball eventually starts bouncing your way. Go Rebel.
All right, there you go, Barry Odom, new head coach at UNLV, introduced by President Whitfield and the athletics director, Eric Harper. Cofield on the scene on the UNLV campus. Be a bunch of photo opportunities here. I'm sure Barry Odom will get a chance to meet with a lot of the administrators and important alums and donors and players. There are about 15, 20 players here who did show up. Some members of the support staff as well are here. I see uh, Eliel Himare, who actually is not eligible to play anymore. As he's earned, uh, I think, his ninth and tenth degree coming up. Really smart kid, studious, but uh, he's here to support the new coach, even though he's not going to be around. Uh, Doug Brumfield is here as well, the starting quarterback, as he walks by us. Uh, one of the players in the transfer portal, Noah McKinney, a local, is here as well. So a lot to recap there, guys. Caleb Herring, the former quarterback for the Rebels, is with us, color voice on football broadcast and uh, host of the Barry Odom radio show. <laughs> John Von Tobel is here as well. John, of course, working around UNLV football as a uh, sideline reporter. All right, Caleb, I'll give you the floor. Um, that was a longer opening oh, statement yeah. than I thought we'd get. Yeah. Lots it, of good questions from the media. It was. Give me your early impressions. Early impressions, the right responses to those questions. I think that would be uh, the, the, the tone was set, I guess, on the way he's going to handle the program and handle the relationship aspect of the community. Uh, which was a common theme through all the statements from the president to the AD to the coach. I think that was uh, one of the big bullet points you could see was a part of the hire was to hit that. But I, I think he said the tone. I think there was a lot about what he said and, and the, the topics that he hit on. Being a family man is important. Uh, the, the meeting with the team that he had yesterday and that will continue to go on this week, um, a, a really direct statement saying that all the guys in the locker room who are there, are he needs them to stay. And I think that is a key piece and. We've talked about it during this search, that that would be a key piece and not falling backwards as a program because of roster attrition. And I think he hit the nail on the head with that one. UNLV is in a position where they have talent in the locker room and they have key pieces in the locker room. And it's a, it's a good thing to see some of those pieces here um, willing to be here to support the new coach and, and his message directly to them, looking at them all in the second, third row directly. Uh, was cute. It, it really, it was a good chance to get the, the personality, a story told, a little joke to break the ice, got everybody kind of laughing a little bit. Um, bringing people in, and I think was, was the main point there with that longer statement um, and addressing some of those questions the way he did was to bring people in and invite people into the community uh, of UNOV football. And uh, I think it was good. I think it went about as good as a press conference you could have for your first real public engagement with the media and with the community to be able to see it live and in person. Um, it was a good reflection on him as a coach and as a man. So I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about the the possible changes that will be made, the, the new direction of the program. But uh, another theme that was common throughout all three of the, the messages we heard from the AD, the president, and the head coach were uh, the consistency that they want to have from the top to the bottom and everybody being on board with the same messaging. Uh, the length of time uh, that that relationship has to develop, I think, was also kind of mentioned as a sideboard. But it was, it was a great opening press conference, and it, I think it hit all the right buttons from the media standpoint and what people wanted to hear. Now, uh, it, it's going to be a different thing. You can, you can see watching him walk in. He's, he's a football guy. He's a football player. You can see that. He's got a football family with two, uh, two sons that are, that are every bit of football player as well. So he's going to be excited to get to football as quickly as possible. So um, I think one of the questions about getting the staff assembled, how quickly that happens so that he can get to football, is going to be the big thing going forward. And also re-recruiting the guys uh, that are in the locker room currently to make sure the roster is as healthy as it can be going into recruiting. 
Long press conference, so we got to catch up on a little bit of our uh, business. So we'll take a quick break here. We're coming back. We'll be here for a while. We're going to have Barry Odom on, the new head coach of the UNLV Football Rebels. Also try to hook up with Eric Harper, who made this decision, made the hire. He's the athletics director. Caleb Herring. John Von Tobel will get his chance to speak as well. Steve Cofield on the scene, on the campus of UNLV. New era, new football coach. We'll continue here from the UNLV campus. Live from the Richard Tam Alumni Center on the campus of UNLV, here's Steve Cofield and John Von Tobel. Steve Cofield will be along shortly, but we are out here at the UNLV campus at the introductory press conference of new UNLV head football coach Barry Odom. Steve just got to chat with Doug Brumfield, quarterback for UNLV. How'd it go? Well, he said a couple of interesting things. Um, he just told me he is committed to staying. He's fully bought in. He committed to Las Vegas, so he wants to be here. You know, I asked him, hey, you're probably getting a lot of calls. You had a really good year. You're an attractive guy uh, for other programs. So he said he's staying. Um, he also said he's worked on some of the guys in the transfer portal. He didn't mention Noah Williams or Kyle Williams. He did mention Noah McKinney. He said he thinks McKinney is going to stay. Actually, he said he's going to stay. I'm not going to, you know, Noah McKinney has, a, you know, his decision to make here and uh, he's a guy who's a local and comes from a sporting family. So interesting talking to uh, Doug Brumfield. We'll post the we'll post the audio of that and some video as well. Uh, Barry Odom is making the rounds. And by the way, John, thank you for bringing it back. Sorry course, about that. Of course, of course. Just wanted to make sure That's we what got I do, man. we got uh, one of the most important players on the roster to uh, talk about how he's feeling right now. So we're just about 15 minutes after the uh, end of the press conference. John Von Tobel is here. That's John. That's oh. Caleb Herring. Caleb played quarterback for the Rebels, and he's the color analyst. Uh, I don't know if he has any eligibility left. Uh, Coach Odom and, and uh, Caleb can present, hook up on that. Present Caleb in his true light. He's the last uh, UNLV quarterback to bring him to a bowl. <laughs> what, what was your last year? Uh, my last year was 2013-14. The okay. bowl was in 14, but All the right. season was 13. Let's look for an extension and blame it on COVID. We might be able to find you another year. <laughs> there we go. I've been, I've been seeing who I can track down and get a hold of that because I think it's only right that the alumni get a chance at that too, right? There's no doubt. <laughs> Everything, and, and I, I say this, uh, you look as a, as a team, everything goes through the quarterback. And it, when you've got a quarterback that's playing at a high level, you've got a chance to win every game. And, and if you don't, then it's going to be a struggle. So yeah. that's and a huge part of uh, the college game for sure. And, and the fact that you understand that is, is on point. And how big was it then with that in mind to see the current quarterback, Doug Brumfield, in attendance today. Yeah, so important because, you know, and I went through, I, I've been blessed in, in the in the coaching world and, and uh, with the quarterback position because you start, when I started at, at Missouri, we had a guy named Brad Smith who was electric, dual threat guy. Then it went to Chase Daniel. Then it went to Blaine Gabbert. Uh, then we had Drew Locke as my quarterback when I was a head coach. I went to Memphis and a guy named Paxton Lynch. All draft picks, but also it made our job um, at least on the defensive side, you knew, you knew you had a chance every single game. And uh, so it's so important. And we've got to take the skill set that they have and develop the offense around it. So with that in mind, how important is the current roster when you're making decisions about your offensive yeah. coordinator, the rest of your staff, how important is that roster and their skill set to what you'll be looking for in your support staff? Well, I think, number one, you, you've got to find a, a tremendous teachers as coaches because you've always got to adjust to your skill set of your roster so that'll be at the forefront of, of my mind I know it's a, a big hire and get the offensive coordinator get it right uh, I've also 
had success with that. Josh Heupel was my first offensive coordinator I hired. He's turned out doing pretty good. Um, so there's an, uh, the ability to connect and understand how important that position is for me because I am I'm labeled a defensive guy. Okay? But we're going to score points. The four years I was a head coach, we were eighth, ninth, thirteenth in the country our first three years in, in scoring points in total offense. And we understand in the game of college football, you got to be able to score points and win the game. So, uh, you know, I'm really interested. I think that was the thing that stuck out in your introduction was essentially saying, well, I want these guys to stay here. Uh, in your mindset when you're coming into a new program, there's different approaches, right? There's, I want to do things my way and I'm going to bring in my guys. And then there's bringing these guys back into the fold. What goes into that mindset of saying, you know, I need you guys yeah. to stick around here to build this thing? Well, they're, they're invested into this place. And I want them to just trust me. And I, I've got to earn that. But I want them to give me time to show how we're going to get this done. And, and you know, the, the portal has, has changed our, our world on, you know, every team are going to have portal entries. That's going to happen. I, I, I don't like I don't want to lose one guy. I want the current roster that we've got. I want to go build it with them as the core nucleus. That's my belief because I think as soon as you start getting into, okay, well, one leaves, we get one in. Well, are we just going to get him till December and then he's gone? You know, may not have the true investment into our program. But also look that competitively, there's going to be opportunities that guys want to come here. I mean, I, I, I know that because I've got communication. You know, the guys have, have gone that. you got to find the right fit, and I don't want to divide the locker room on what these guys have already got built. We're going to be uh, very strategic in how we approach building the roster. So at, at Missouri, right, you were defense coordinator, then you get the head coaching job. What's kind of the difference now in, right, you were part of that team, you were part of that staff, and then you get to the top of it. What's the difference in now coming to a new market, new community, and taking over a new program? Yeah, really excited about it because I think we can develop our brand. Uh, there were a lot of things at, at Mizzou that, that were in place, which was awesome. And, you know, Gary Pinkle got inducted to the Hall of Fame last night, uh, absolutely a Hall of Fame coach and, and my biggest mentor. Uh, so I was trying to carry that torch and, and do the, the things that we needed to do to continue that success. I think here uh, with the opportunity that's there on um, starting over in some ways in some areas, uh, excited about trying to find ways to build it and build it creatively to make sure that we've got a competitive advantage. Barry Odom's with us, new head coach of uh, UNLV football. So you said during the press conference when the job opened up, you made a call almost immediately, hey, I have some interest. So what did you know about UNLV football, and why were you interested in it? Well, number one, uh, I did. I reached out with, I think it was a text message uh, early to, to Eric, and uh, they said I was interested if, if it was an open search. And, you know, you never know when a job comes open if there's already a hire made and how that goes. So uh, I wanted him to know that I was interested uh, because I didn't want him to assume that for some reason I wouldn't be. I was interested in, in this place because of him, okay, because of the ability with the city of Vegas, with geographic location, also with the opportunity in this conference. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of how this, the, the season went last year. I haven't studied enough film on it. You win five games, you're not that far away. Um, I also believe with really strong conviction that you can recruit high-level elite players here. And I think with, the, with that opportunity and the resources that are here, the opportunities that uh, we, can, we can ramp this up pretty quick. Any hesitation on a region change? And, you know, one of the big questions of fans is, hey, you know, Barry Odom hasn't really been in this region. And traditionally, right. UNLV has recruited California, Texas, Utah, Hawaii. Right. Um, so... 
you know, what goes into that process where you're like, hey, I'm going to have to change some things. I haven't been there. Yeah, I think, number one, you, you identify uh, with very organized structure on what you want your roster to look like. You identify players that fit that, and then it's just relationship building. And it's about giving in a high school to the coach, to the parent, to the guardian. You give them faith, hope, vision, and belief on what we're going to turn their young man into in competitively, academically, socially, and you give them the, the picture. You paint the picture on what it's going to be, and it doesn't matter if it's in New York or if it's in Hawaii or where it is. It's about relationship building on making sure they understand why it's the best fit uh, for their for their kid. So do you have to have people on the staff or recruiting coordinators who you know, may be familiar with Arizona and California? Do you have to have those regional ties? I think it's important that you do, yes, sir. And I don't think, I don't think that it's a, a required um, – a requirement, but we got to have some of that flavor for sure. One of the big things in this press conference that was from the president, the AD to yourself, was the community and really bringing the community into the fold of what's happening at UNLV and the opportunity. Also, another key term that you used was the opportunity before us. What do you see the relationships in the community being, and how can you build them and develop them going forward? I want it. I want it to be Vegas's team. I mean that you know, and that's easy to say. You got to go do it, and all this, you you've got to go earn it, and. Uh, the involvement is so important because the this the entertainment, the value that's already in this marketplace, why not make it the best in college football in those worlds? Because there's not another there's not another college football team that can claim Vegas. So that's us, and we've got to go do it. And with that, do you look at the other things, the other entertainments, the Raiders and all the other sports in town and just the Strip itself as competition, or how can you be, I guess, in collaboration with that new energy that's now flowing through the city? It is exciting competition and one that we've got to work together with. I mean, it's got to be a partnership and developing relationships and working at it and the success that those organizations have had. We've got to, we've got to ride on that. We've got to sell it. We've got to use it. And that's, that's a reason that, that I'm here. Barry Odom is with us, new head coach of UNLV football. Intro press conference done just a couple of minutes ago. We have a few more minutes with the coach. Uh, the other thing, you know, taking a job in Vegas, Vegas has a certain image. You know, yep. people think it's not a family-friendly place. It is. Uh, we've all been here or grew up here, so we know the city. But uh, for you and your family, and I'd actually like you to, to repeat uh, who's in your family for the audience if they didn't hear the press conference, and then, you know, your thought process of, hey, now I'm going to have my family in Vegas, which has a reputation. Well, they're excited about being here. They're excited about the opportunity. They they know what they've read about Vegas, not not anything else. So to get the feet on the ground and understand and really see it, that was an important part for me. Uh, my wife and I met in college. We've been married 22 years. Uh, I've got an older son that is a senior in high school. He'll finish his high school career uh, back in Arkansas, and he's making the decision on where to go to school. He's going to be a college football player. He's got opportunities, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, they just got beat in the state championship a week ago Saturday night, so they had a great high school career and, uh, and great experience there. Uh, my middle son's a sophomore in high school. Uh, he plays quarterback, and um, I don't know how I raised a quarterback with a defensive <laughs> guy, but, but we did. Um, and so he'll he'll transition out here pretty quick once we get identified kind of where we're going to live and school that he goes to. And then I've got a, a we have a seven-year-old daughter uh, that runs the show, and she's in charge. And uh, so we're, we're excited about the opportunity to be, be here. Uh, we're excited about being involved uh, in the community in, in every way that, that, it, that the head coach's wife can be. She's going to be at the forefront of, of helping in every way that we can. 
outside of the recruiting story that you mentioned, no other Vegas experience like you, your wife, coming out here or experiencing the town? Not for radio. Uh, no. I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to explain that recruiting story again. Uh, so you have seen the Fertitta Football Center, and it wasn't like this week. You had seen it in the past. I was uh, here this spring recruiting, uh, obviously, for the other the other, uh for the University of Arkansas when I was here, and, and uh, I had a little bit of time between when my last visit, I hit as many high schools as I could that day, and then I uh, was headed to the airport, and I knew I had just enough time. I was just going to drive by uh, through campus and just see what it looked like, and um, anyway, I ended up with another right turn and a right turn, and all of a sudden, I was right in the middle of the uh, football complex's parking lot. I like, yeah, I'm here. Look at my wife. I got a little bit of time here. Not much time, but just enough time. I'm going to go see if the door's open. There was nobody there. Uh, I don't know. It was strange. So the door opened up. I walked in, checked out the lobby. Uh, this is impressive. Uh, really well done. Showed the support of, of what is here. And then I ended up walking through, walked through the weight room, which leads to the practice fields. And I came up and ended up founding a staircase and went upstairs. And at that point, somebody walked out and they said, hey, you know, can, are you looking for somebody? And... <laughs> My story was over. I said, no, not really. This kind of checking it out. The, well, the front door's down there. So. Well, Coach is definitely crafty because I don't think any of us have ever gotten into that building. No, it's Without it's going tight. through like five security yeah, checks. Yeah. So. Somebody's <laughs> opening the door, asking why you're there. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, was, it was the timing. It, it yeah. just couldn't have been better. It, it, it aligned the, the right way. There it is. No That's doubt. awesome. Uh, Barry Odom's with us. Um, I don't know the – I know Arkansas has well attended the games. I, I can't remember if, uh, if Mizzou always has great attendance. Here, attendance has been an issue. Now that we've got this gigantic stadium – it's 57,000. It's configured for UNLV games for about 37,000. It's always, uh, I think it's always part of the job here at UNLV basketball and football to kind of get people fired up. Um, how do you do that, you know, without taking away from your main duties, which are the football duties? Well, number one, the CEO of, of the program. We've got to wear a lot of hats. But the importance of is preparing our student athletes to go play well. If you do that, there's going to be people that want to be part of it. So that, that's one component of that. It's also, I've got to do a tremendous job on being involved in the city. I've got to make the connections and make the relationships real that they want to be part of us. I want, to, I want people to come watch us practice and see how we structure that. I want them to be invested in us. We're going to invest in them. And then if you do those things and you play really good ball, attendance will be right where it's supposed to be. It will be. Because Caleb can tell you from watching what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights, Yeah, if you win, they will come. That's right. That, that, is, that is absolutely true. When you win, they come. Um, and then, obviously, the awareness of that as the CEO, as the head coach, you've had experience in the past as a head coach, but you're a defensive guy at heart. So with what you just said about head coaching and the responsibilities outside of the football field, yeah. how important now is it or how, how can you configure your role on the field where you're not always X and O's and always yeah. worried about the, the, the play call sheet and nose down in that when you got some other stuff to take care of. That's that's one thing that that I believe um, that I've learned more about myself than anything other. Um, the you know the first time uh, that I was a head coach, there there's not a manual that they give you and say, okay, this issue turns you know comes up, turn to page seven. There's the answer. Right. There's no substitute for the experience that I have had now as an SEC head coach. I think now I'm, I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. But I'm more at peace. I've got a, a, a very good mindset on what the balance needs to look like and the importance that I need to pour into every area. So you're known as a defensive guy. Uh, for, for fans of the program, what are they going to expect to see on the field from a defensive standpoint when they, uh, when they get to go out there next year? Yeah, I, I, we'll get 
to the point that it's a group that plays with tremendous energy. They play together. They play hard. They play smart and tough. They're disciplined. They're attacking. Um, we're not going to be a team that sits in just four down and sits there and plays cover two all day. We're going to be multiple. We've got to be uh, – you got to be able to match up athletes. You know, an offense gets gets all the players, right? So we, we're working with uh, a different group. They're going to be hungry. They're going to play hard together. They're going to play the rel- relentlessly in pursuit of playing winning football. My favorite question of the press conference today was actually the student media person who was like, uh, enough of all this other stuff around the program. <laughs> Let's start doing X's and O's. And we love Caleb especially. He's great on X's yeah. and O's. And we love talking X's and O's. So does John. And uh, just so you know, well, for now, we'll see what happens next year. You know, it's never <laughs> official, but we actually host uh, co-host the coach's show with the play-by-play voice, oh, cool. uh, okay. Russ Langer. So we try to talk a lot of X's and O's. Um, this roster, I'll jump into it, right? I know you got a lot of stuff to get to, but uh, this roster was built for a 3-4. Mm-hmm. So what happens in that transition? What kind of defense do you play, yeah. and how do you adjust? Well, you look at, at, at my history. We've, we've been, this year, we were an odd front, three-down team for the most part. Same thing last year and the year before. I got and really created some of that uh, – through my experiences at Memphis. When I got to Memphis, I was the defensive coordinator there, walked in the first team meeting. We had like 41 guys on the entire team during that time. Um, so we had our first breakout meetings. There were five total defensive linemen on the roster. Like, well, we're going to have to try to find a way to to put our best players on the team. So that's how some of the three-down stuff evolved for me. When I went back to Missouri as a coordinator, it was more of a third-down package. But I think the way that you've got to match up uh, schematically against what offenses are doing and spread attacks, then a lot of times the odd front three down stuff, three high safety look is so multiple and you can do a number of things out of it. And I, from a quarterback perspective, and this, I don't want to get too much X and O's. We're just, we're just getting to know you here, but <laughs> quarterback perspective, I always found it harder to look at three down lineups right. and say, let's figure this out because of that multiplicity. Think about the, the, the pre-snap design, okay, yep. where your eyes went as a quarterback. The things that we're trying to do on the other side is make you play left-handed and take away what you do really well, and you can do it by populating numbers in how you align pre-snap. That's fun stuff. I, like, I don't, we don't have much we time. Need to, we need to talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get we'll get That's after it. Awesome. We'll get after it. Yes, sir. Yep. So, last one, because I know you have a no, good jump Well, in. I was just, jump you just really curious. You know, obviously, we're talking defense. What's your vision for this team offensively? We've got to be explosive. Okay, We've got to be able to spread the field and get the ball to the playmakers in space. We also need to establish the run because – you look at, at, at Arkansas in the last couple of years, and I know when the head coach and offense coordinator, but we led the SEC in rushing in the last two years. I think Ole Miss might have passed us this year. We're top five in the country. Okay? Um, you can be a spread attack and run the ball. Okay? It's quarterback run game. That's being effective in the way that, that you get a numbers count in the box. Are you handing it off? Are you throwing it in the RPO world? Um, it's one of these days I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become the coordinator of officials okay? once <laughs> after I retire, and I'm going to flip the rules back from being offensive rules to, to back to a fair there game. It is, there it but is. You've got, so all the things that affect me in a, in a yeah. terrible way and don't let me sleep uh, on how to defend, that's what we're going to do on offense. But you also build around your skill set, and it all goes through the quarterback. Last one for Barry Odom, the uh, new head coach of UNLV football. we got like a minute here. Um, coaches come in here oftentimes and they say, hey, w- w- it's all about winning, sure. right? And then all of a sudden they look at the roster, the situation, they're like, oh, boy. And then the, their narrative changes. Um, this is a team that went one in ten the last two years in one score games. Mm-hmm. A lot of close. That means they were in a lot of games. That's right. So I heard you mention there's an urgency to win. Can you explain that to Rebel fans about you know when you look at this program, um, you don't expect to go back to two wins and do a rebuild. Yeah. The thing that you know you've got once you make a statement, it's out there. 
Okay, so now the process and the urgency of building that to make sure you get in those one-score games and you turn the tide in your favor. I'm a firm believer those things happen on your habits, and they start in the off-season program, and they carry out through the summer and spring ball and all those things because your habits will end up defining you in crunch time. So we've got to make the point where our margin of error is zero. Okay, starting off, I get that. Turnover margin's got to be in our favor. We've got to have a tremendous kicking game. We've got to take care of the football, and we've got to play on defense on being aggressive enough, not getting up explosive plays and scores. It also comes down to the mindset and the mental toughness of a team and how close we are together to fight when it comes into a moment of you're winning the game or you're losing the game. So the urgency for me to get that message to our team uh, has been fast and furious since we started yesterday at 2.30. Congrats on the gig. Thanks so much. And we appreciate it all the here. time. Yeah, thank there you he is. guys. Barry Odom, we send it to break here, pay some bills. We'll come back. Uh, a lot more review of uh, the press conference from Barry Odom. Live from the campus of UNLV, back to a special edition of ESPN Las Vegas. Now, UNLV Director of Athletics, Eric Harper, joins Steve Cofield and John Von Tobel. And Caleb Herring is here. Fun work by the production crew. Appreciate that. Yeah, so a special show reacting to the uh, Barry Odom press conference. New head coach for UNLV football, Eric Harper, does sit down with us, the uh, director of athletics here at UNLV. I'll just say right off the bat, um, I actually thought the press conference would be a lot shorter. I didn't know that Barry Odom would be so loquacious. I I was impressed. And the opening statement... Man, he had a lot to say in that opening statement. He had a lot to say, and you know, that's a guy that uh, has, has obviously has been a head coach before, but, but just understanding uh, what it takes uh, at this level and a guy that uh, during the interview process, uh, a guy that hit on things, and, I mean, I was checking off questions that I didn't even have to ask him because he hit on them knowing uh, what was right. So is that how the conversation went with him when you really did the interview? Yes, and, you know, we talk, you know, I always look at, you know, every, every coach I talk to, I said, talk about your plan and your vision. And every time I talked to him, it was the plan and the vision was the exact same. Uh, when I was on the phone and talking with him, with the president, uh, his, his message was the same. So the consistency in what his message is will not be lost with those players in the locker room where he's talking about developing them as young men beyond football. And that, that was a common theme throughout this conference was the consistency and building that consistency as a program from top to bottom. How big has that been for you, especially with your tenure here and you being involved with the program for as long as you have been to try to establish some consistency with this hire? You know, it was important to me and has always been important to me about the consistency. As I, as I said in my press conference uh, a year ago, it, it, it's about having people that want to be here and be here with both feet in the door. I don't want anybody coming in that wants to sharpen their, their resume the first day they get here. They sharpen their resume by what their production is, whether it's in the office, whether it's on the field, whether it's in the pool, whether it's on the court. That's where they're sharpening their resume. And the, and, and the result speaks for itself. With the success of the rest of campus, and you know, there's some exciting things going on with other sports, the immediacy of success for football was a big thing as well. And Coach mentioned that in his statement about the current roster and keeping players here. How immediate has that success or how immediate can that success be in the midst of a coaching shift? You know, if he can keep the guys that are here, 
that are that have been productive, but there are some guys that that have been building and been developing over the last couple of years. If he can keep that consistency and do what he did when he was at Missouri, but at the same time, a lot of people forget he spent a year at Memphis as a defensive coordinator, and they won ten games. So he understands the level of how practice needs to run. He understands the level uh, of how he has to be out in the community. He understands the level of what he needs to do, also in the recruiting uh, front in this city and we've, we he and I talked about that and I said talk about your recruiting philosophy you know talk about where you're going gonna to set your roots at as it comes to recruiting and he hit on every cylinder that I thought we needed to do community was also you touched on it there a little bit community building and that relationship building this press conference I thought was a, a home run for him as far as getting the groundwork started on that yeah. where do you see him going with the community relationships uh, j- blowing it out of, out of the water you know, he, he's, he's going to be, you know, being at Memphis and being in Arkansas, you got to be in the community. At Missouri, you have to be in Columbia. You have to be in the community. And he understands, you know, through, through conversations with me, how much I try to be in the community, how much it's important for all of our coaches to be in the community. And, and I don't care if it's the, the Rotary Club or National Football Foundation event, which we were at last night, which was absolutely awesome because there were so many influential leaders in this community that were at that event last night and I, I look forward to that event coming back next year again and to be able to and, you know we had an opportunity to he had an opportunity last night to spend some time with Steve Hill from the LBCVA which is awesome you know so that that just shows you where we were last night gave him a great start into the community itself. Director of Athletics Eric Harper with us uh, here on ESPN Las Vegas so can you talk about the process because it seemed to be a very tight like process there was a lot of noise around it but it seemed like people can't see me the noise was over here and you guys were operating over here yeah you know it was important to me to do as best we could to keep it as tight as we could uh, because then you have anybody that you, you're truly interested in uh, you know they started reading this over here I, I took my Twitter app and moved it to the very last page of my phone so I never saw it I didn't see it for the last six or seven days so I didn't have to, I wasn't listening to it. I had people telling me stuff, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I got to focus in on finding the best coach for the right time at UNLV. And I think that's what we did. I believe that's what we did. Can you talk about why it's important to keep it kind of tight-knit in terms of, like, the noise not leaking out and knowing what you guys are doing? Because sometimes you, you, you get people focusing on the, on the outside noise, and they lose, they lose uh, focus on what they're trying to get done. If I was spending my time focusing on the outside noise, then I couldn't be on the phone with a coach or a reference or, you know, whether it's an athletic director, whether it's a former coach, you know, a former boss, I couldn't keep my focus. So I had to keep my focus on talking to the individuals that I was talking to and not worrying about what's going on on the outside. I know the outside matters and I know know it's important, but I had to focus on when I get the coach, then I'll deal with the outside. So let's go back to the beginning of this thing. What was your connect in the past with Barry Odom? I actually worked with his brother at University of Arizona. His, his brother was one of our assistant strength coaches when I was with the football staff at Arizona. So we met, Barry and I met, you know, somewhere around 2008, 2009. Uh, he was out visiting, and, you know, we connected. He, he and his brother and I are, are, are good friends as well. His brother's actually uh, the defensive co- uh, linebackers coach at USC. So, you know, I've, I've watched Barry from afar since then, and, and, you know, obviously he played at Missouri during his playing days in Missouri, I was working at Kansas State. So, actually, I saw uh, the teams play when they were, you know, back then they were in the Big 12. Uh, so, I was able to see that and, and be able to watch what was going on. Did you go into this looking mostly for a defensive head coach? No, I went into my eyes wide open. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I found the best possible person. But at the same time, 
whether it was an offensive coach or a defense coach, I needed to know what they knew and what they were going to bring to the other side of the ball. And then, as he mentioned, that X factor, what are you going to do special teams-wise? Who's going to be on the special teams? Who is your special teams coordinator idea? What philosophy are you going to have on special teams? Because that is a All three phases of the game, as we all know, are extremely important to winning and losing. We've got the AD, Eric Harper, here with us. Uh, I almost said Cofield and Company. Special edition of Cofield and Company, I guess. ESPN Las Vegas on the campus of UNO. They used to say that all the time. Um, one last thing on the search, and you guys you certainly can keep, keep with it, but I wanted you to address this one. Because you were so quiet, uh, list got out with a lot of gigantic names. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were told about some of it. But now what's happened is there's a perception that somehow Barry Odom was like your eighth choice, and I don't think that was the case. I don't believe that was the, the case. So what do you want to tell – Rebel fans who were looking at this and they're like, hey, where is, you know, whoever, uh, you know, Ed Orgeron, um, how do you address that? Because that, that's kind of beyond your control, but I think it's important to address. Yeah, it's definitely beyond my control, but at the same time, what's most important is we, our new head football coach is Barry Odom. That is our focus today. And Barry is, is obviously, he's a quality coach, quality young man, quality father, uh, quality husband, uh, a guy that we are committed to, to and when we sat down and we talked, you know, it was you – know, and I talked to a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. But when you focus in on the person you feel and you know that's going to be the right – I mean, because you're going to talk to most – there's no search in America that's ever been down. You know, I got one guy, not the only person I'm talking to. If anybody tells you that, they're full of crap. Okay. Uh, because that's not the truth. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I talked to many, many coaches. But at the same time, as we talked to those coaches, when I got down to the end, it was like, Barry Odom is my guy. How many coaches got actual interviews? Five. Okay. Six, correct. I'm sorry, six. Uh, in the end, did you, have to, did you have to convince him not to take the Tulsa job? Were you in competition with other schools to get him? You know, any quality coach, you're always going to be in competition with another school. Anybody of any quality worth their salt, you're going to be in competition with them. And it's, and it's about selling the right things to that coach that you want. And obviously it's reported that they couldn't come to terms. I don't care about what they discussed. That's between them. Uh, all I know is today our new head football coach is Barry Odom. Your playing experience along with Coach Odom's playing experience, how big of a factor was that? Getting to the X and O's, we heard uh, President Whitfield mention it, that he trusts you with a lot of that X and O stuff you're going to obviously have to trust him with a lot of the X and O stuff on the field, but how much does that vision aligning go into the decision to, to actually sign the pen to the paper? You know, it, it's exciting to be able to be able to talk the same language, uh, you know, from a defensive guy. You know, the offense, the, the way the offenses are in today is not what I, what I would played against. I played against the wishbone. I played against the veer. I played, you know, I, I played against the power at, at Nebraska, the power eye, that is. Uh, today... I mean, if you if you saw, hell, I was excuse me, I was if I if I was against the spread, it was probably the punt team back when I played. So uh, <laughs> you know, looking at looking at what 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 I what 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 I know about defense and and what my comfort level is with defense and being able to talk that same game is a lot easier. So now that he's here, what's your role as he looks for his staff and builds it? Uh, just giving him the support he needs. Uh, you know, he's still, he's still going to have to figure out where the restroom is and where the restaurants are and, and, and the library and those particular things and understanding the campus of UNLV. Uh, my role is to support him in what he needs uh, as, a, as, a, as a staff and at the same time, uh, this, my role every single day is to support our coaches in, in the best way possible for them to be successful. 
When you negotiate deals like this, how big uh, a part of the conversation with a potential coach is the staff and the budget for the staff? Because obviously salaries are skyrocketing for coordinators on down. Yeah, they, they are skyrocketing. But at the same time, you know, uh, tell me what you need and let's come to an agreement. But don't come back a week later, <laughs> uh, two weeks later, and say, you know what, I can't get it done for that. No, you told me this is what you needed. We got make it work. And, but if, if it comes down to cutting time, then let's sit down and have a conversation, and maybe we can work it out. For uh, support staff, you know, there's a lot of people who you know, go into making UNLV football. Whose decision is that? Uh, that is the coach's decision. He's got to surround the people that, himself with the people that he feels like is going to be best to support him, uh, you know, to, to be in, in, in true alignment with him, whether it's the operations, whether it's the strength and conditioning, whether it's recruiting. Uh, nutrition, he has, done, he has to know and understand uh, what he needs and needs to be consistent. And we mentioned the portal. Um, who was in contact with players during the search? Were you? I know you met with them at the beginning of the search, but was that kind of just unchecked for a week or was someone kind of trying to update them so they weren't freaking out thinking this thing was going to last three weeks? And, you know, they're, no, they're scared no. of the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every, every player in every sport is scared of the unknown. I mean, in life we're scared of the unknown. But at the same time, you know, Co- Coach, uh, Coach Kimwick Thompson was the interim coach, so we communicated with, with Coach, coach Kimwick, uh, you know, as much as we could without divulging where we were going, when we were going, and how we were going. Uh, so it was important that we made sure that uh, our, the players, and when they, when they text me directly, then I'm, I'm communicate back to them and make sure that they know that, that what I'm doing and what are we doing as a staff is to find the best possible person for them as young men. And with that in mind, how important was it for you to see there were some players here filling up the second and third row? How important was it for you to see those current players showing their support for the hire? Extremely important in the fact that they were looking and watching and very attentive as they were yesterday versus just sitting there just to sit there and be here. Uh, They were just as attentive yesterday when he spoke to them as they were this morning. And that is important because they're hearing that same consistent message that they heard yesterday. I think one of the biggest things that I took from it, and we, we all looked at each other and kind of like, whoa, that's a big statement, was the statement my coach Odom about keeping the players here, not wanting to lose a single player. You don't often hear that. We've had examples nationally, even with Dion. You t- tell him, hey, hey, pack your bags. You might want to be going. Very different messaging, right? So the fact that that statement was made and those players are hearing that message, how in line is that with your vision on this being a stepping stone up rather than a rebuild? Yeah, absolutely. He he. That statement is about making sure there, there's good players in this program. There is no question in my mind there's good players in this program. Why not keep the foundation? Why not keep the nucleus of what you have here versus trying to start all over? And by no means can you go out and recruit another 85 players. Uh, <laughs> you know, So let's take that good nucleus, a Doug Brumfield, a Aiden Robbins, making sure that those guys know how much this new coach is committed to them not only as players, but as young men beyond those days. Was that part of your interview process when you were talking to candidates in terms of, like, their vision of keeping players uh, on this current roster? Yeah, as, as we all know, the transfer portal is absolutely nuts. A thousand-plus guys in the portal after 24 hours is, is amazing. But at the same time, those coaches, you know, his vision of making sure there's a good mix and a good balance of high school as well as transfer portal guys, you know, like he talked about, that immediate need. If I immediately need a left tackle and I'm just speaking out, uh, not saying we need one, but if, if I need that immediate need at a left tackle, I'm going to go find one in the portal to play right now because i got to protect that quarterback. In Doug's case, if he's the quarterback, Doug's left hand, i got to find that right tackle. 
you know, and I got to find that that tight end. You know, I got to find those guys that's going to be, be be my outlets, uh, and I got to find that linebacker that's going to be my quarterback on defense. Mr. Harper, we appreciate it. Thanks for having us down here. Thank you. Appreciate guys, you guys. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up here with a, a, a final minute. So, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on the uh, biggest thing that came out of today. I think it was a, a solid press conference. I think it went about as well as you could. Longer is better, I think, in this case, especially when community building and those relationships are at the forefront. Um, I think it's a solid hire for UNLV, and I'm excited. Uh, we talked about it earlier, just to get the X's and O's with Coach. He seems fired up about it, and I, I'm really excited about the, the new change and the new potential and direction. So um, checks the boxes, and, and we'll see how it plays out once once things get rolling here. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I was relatively impressed. Like you, we, we talked to some people out in the Missouri area. Uh, you used the word loquacious. That came across as somewhat surprising. Uh, not that it was negative that we heard, but we just heard, you know, gruff football guy, essentially, and that's not really what came across. And uh, to echo what Caleb said, I uh, was pleasantly surprised at the outright message of, hey, we want to keep this team together as much as we possibly can and roll this thing forward, which speaks to one of the things that a lot of people had issues with, which was the first year of Arroyo and the drop-off there. It seems that they don't want that drop-off in this first season, but overall impressed. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Caleb. Thanks to JVT volunteering to come down here. Thanks to Jared, who's been uh, running the show back at the Finley Toyota Studios. Angel as well. And and most importantly, thanks to UNLV for making the room accessible for us to do a live show. We'll have a lot more on the hire of Barry Odom, reaction to the press conference analysis all across the board. Caleb is actually going to join me as a co-host from the Dollar Loan Center. Big day for UNLV. Grab those tickets. Game is in Henderson. Hawaii is in town. So we'll talk to you in just a little bit around 3 o'clock with Cofield and company.